It took a few hours, but we gathered enough information to get a general heading. By then it was getting late, so we tracked back to the first watchtower and spent the night there, taking extra care to secure the door on the second one. No point in leaving that exposed to the elements. The fire was lit outside to not smoke up the tower, and we didn't keep it going for very long, but we did use it to warm some large flat stones to help warm the room while we slept. It helped stave off the first slivers of winter that tried to creep between the stones. Soon it would be settling over the forest and seeping into the ground, making the woods more difficult to traverse. The morning chill gave me the faintest hope. While the coming winter would make our traveling less pleasant and more challenging, it would also hopefully stall the impending march of the armies. Experience said it would take two days for troops to begin mobilizing once word reached them of the massacre. They would probably start with a squadron or two, whoever was the most prepared to march into battle, and use the winter time to gather the rest of their forces. For the coming months, there would be countless skirmishes along the borders and within the woods we once called home, but the harsh cold that was coming would stop them from launching all-out assault until the spring thaw arrived. Winter would bring us a break from the assault, but it also gave us a timetable to get this done. For a few months, it would be spring and there would be blood. It's still frightening to think about. Especially in this world where none alive save my friends and I remember such time, but it's important we don't forget how far we've come. There are others who remember, they keep to themselves, so no point in asking them the tale. Anyway, back to the story. We left the next morning and headed north traveling until we found a small stream that, according to our maps, connected to a river over which we would find a bridge connecting to what was left of a road. From there, we would find crossroads, one of which would lead us to the marketplace that the lab was built near. How we would recognize any of these places was anyone's guess, but Sam and I knew some tricks that helped with other discoveries, so we hoped they would help us here. It took us half a day to find the stream, which we followed for three days before we found the river. We spent half a day figuring out which direction to follow to get to the bridge, and once we were sure, we started off. The trek ended up taking longer than expected, and we almost missed the spot where the bridge used to be. Along the way, we spoke of many things, both profound and mundane. Sam and James swapped stories ranging from children's tales to their own adventures. I occasionally stepped in whenever I caught Sam embellishing things, though I played into it more often than not. It was an entertaining way to pass the time. The druids remained mostly silent until on the second day, Sam decided to devote his charm towards getting her to open up. It was a slow process, and she did not begin sharing things about herself for a long time, but she did have some wonderfully entertaining tales to tell. We ran into a slight problem, though, when we got to the bridge. The main problem being, the bridge wasn't there anymore. Support structures remained, but whatever was used to cross the river was long gone. We ended up having to backtrack to a shallower point, cross there, 
and then return back to the other side of the former bridge. It cost us half a day, but once we were on the other side, we were able to uncover the remains of a road. We followed that road, uncovering it as we went, working to cover our tracks. It was slow going, but it was the direction. A few more days, and we stumbled upon our first sign of one of the cities marked on the map. It did a little more than confirm we were going towards something, but that was better than what we had been operating with before. The crossroads we were looking for was supposed to be on the other side of the city. Passage through the city was slowed as we tried to make sense of the roads winding through the buildings and not lose the path we were trying to stay on. But the druidess was able to help with some of her knowledge of the area combined with Sam's tracking skills. The real trouble came when we approached the crossroads. The weather had been growing cooler by small degrees over the past few days, but it always remained pleasant. That deep in the woods, the only sounds were the wind through the branches, the birds in the trees, and small creatures scurrying across the ground. These sounds had been our constant companions for so long, we should have noticed when it stopped, but Sam was telling a story in his usual dramatic flair that had us all enraptured. So we didn't realize until it was nearly too late that we were not alone. You have been listening to Ceasefire, the story of the end of a war that did not end the world. This story was written and produced by Brianna Jean as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network changing reality one story at a time. In this episode, you can hear the voice of Brianna Jean as Vivian. You can support all of our productions over at patreon.com pseudonymsocial. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.com.